0: Well, hello. Welcome once again to the Great Stories Podcast. You have found it. I am Ryan Weber, your host for the show. And what you have found is a long format interview style program where I sit across the table from another human being and interview them about their life. I get their story, uh, figure out who they are, listen to their highs, listen to their lows. But most importantly, we talk to people about how they came to know Christ and just what it has looked like for them in their real life to follow Christ. Uh, What it looks like, basically, in the trenches to be a believer. Uh, It's counterculture. Sometimes it's not fun, sometimes it's ugly, and the road to get there can be super ugly. Uh, But it's so awesome to hear what uh, this real God is doing in the lives of real people. And uh, these stories are unscripted. They're unwritten. A lot of times I don't even know where it's going to go when we start, but we get there. And uh, it's been really encouraging so far, and I'm so thankful that you are listening to the show. Uh, This week, uh, this is the first episode of something that I am calling the Great Stories Podcast Shorts. Uh, And these are just going to be shorter, uh, smaller stories, maybe even shorter interviews with individuals or just various things that pop up. And again, the point of the show is that this is not just entertaining, which I hope it is, and I hope you have been so far if you're listening, but it's also supposed to be something that is encouraging to you, uh, puts a smile on your face, but most of all uh, just leads you uh, to grow in your relationship with Christ if you have one, uh, to rekindle one if it's uh, smoldering, or if you don't know Christ, if you're not a church person or you think church is super lame, that through listening to this, you'll get to know real people. And you'll, you'll get to see what uh, this whole God thing is all about. What this Jesus thing is about. What it means to real people. Uh, so I'm so thankful you're listening. And uh, of course, as always, you can follow the show on Facebook. Just search for The Great Stories Podcast there. Uh, also on Instagram, the same name. Uh, if you want to listen to the show, uh, you might be listening to it right now on Apple Podcasts or the Stitcher app. Uh, if you have either of those, uh, the the Android, the best platform for Android, I think, is the Stitcher app. Uh, either one of them is great because it'll send you an alert on your uh, your phone every time there's a new episode up. Uh, but you can search for that just the the full title of the show, The Great Stories Podcast. Uh, and your support is always uh, appreciated for this show. Uh, as you know, you know these kind of things take time to grow, and I decided to put out the first, you know, seven or eight episodes just to see if it would work and make sure it didn't stink. You know, but it seems to be kind of fun for me. Uh, but the response I've gotten from those of you who listen is really good, and it's encouraging. And uh, I want to take steps to just make this show more professional, make it sound better, uh, upgrade to a three-mic format. Maybe even get my own logo one of these days. And uh, just have the ability to put the show out there on uh, other platforms. And it just costs a little bit of money to do that. So if you uh, if you feel led to, uh, I would greatly appreciate your support in that. I have a Patreon account. That's uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Uh, you can search for the Great Stories podcast there. Uh, and of course, uh, the best thing you can do to support the show is give it a good rating on the Apple. Give it a good rating on the Stitcher. Uh, and share the episodes. Uh, I want these stories to get out. The whole point I'm doing this is so that people can safely and uh, in an unintimidating way that they can have access to just real testimonies. I think the most powerful thing we have to tell anybody is the story of how Christ has changed us. And uh, I want that to get out. So share the shows. Uh, If you want to be on the show, please come on the show. <laughs> Shoot me an email at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, without any further delay, uh, it's Christmas. Uh, this episode's going up on Christmas Eve. You might be driving somewhere. Maybe you're sitting in your house, maybe you're in your kitchen making dinner, doing some laundry, cleaning up uh, for the relatives coming over. Whatever the case is, uh, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm so honored that you would take time to listen to my voice (laughs) during your Christmas holiday. And uh, I just want to encourage you today. This is uh, one of my favorite times of year. Really, probably my favorite time of year. It just seems so exciting. It seems so reflective. You get to see people that you haven't seen for a while. You know I've got a couple friends that uh you know every time we see each other is basically uh on Christmas you know and, and the joke is like all right see you next year <laughs> and you know we're it's kind of a jab at each other because we don't you know put in the effort to cross the bridges or, you know or whatever during the year but you know even once a year uh getting together with people you care about people you know you know for your whole life it's uh it, it's a true blessing uh Really, just all the family functions and the parties that go on. I, I, I'm i the type of guy, I like to show up to everything. <laughs> so I'm going to every party I can find and uh, hugging every person I come across. I I, I just love it. Uh, but really, what this all comes down to and just the reason why this season is so special is I feel like even in the busyness of the season, that we're really led to uh, just pause and consider the, the significance of the birth of Christ. Uh, it, it truly is the most important event. I mean, the birth and the resurrection of Christ are the two pivotal events in human history. Uh, they're two things that had never happened before and would never happen again. But it signifies something that's so, so crucial for us to keep in mind that this, this God who created the universe, who spoke light and matter into existence, who has witnessed, uh, the whole of creation, you know, and, and we believe that Jesus himself was there when, when the earth was formed, that he was there when, you know, when time began that, that he witnessed humanity, that he saw the, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden. And, and he was privy to these things, that he saw the, the rebellion of humanity, that he saw the, the depths of the harm that people could do to each other, the wars, the sin, uh, you know, you look in the Old Testament over and over and over again, you just see God pushed aside, God disobeyed, God having to discipline, just this, this process of sin expressing itself in the world. And you, you have Christ now making, making the, the, the decision that the Godhead decides to enter this creation, this rebellious creation. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he came. And he loved us, and he died for us. He did this. Christ came, knowing that he would die, that he was going to be ushered into punishment, and and a deep punishment for for. I mean, I cannot imagine. I, I've I've said this before that I've I've tried to imagine at times the weight of my own guilt, the weight of my own sin in my life, and and honestly, I can't even remember it all. I don't even know the weight of sin that i've been forgiven especially because i haven't even finished committing it all but christ knew you know he knew it he knew how how much of an enemy of his i was before he came to this earth and he did it he did it willingly he went to that cross because he loves us that stinking much that he'd be willing to go through what he went through to to have the guilt of all that sin upon him at the same time to experience hell and separation from God, for for me and for you, it's, it's astounding, and that the birth of this Savior signals the commission of that duty for the Savior, and it, it's a huge, huge deal. And I, I love that that we just pause, we take time to think about that, to look back at it, and it's such a big deal. And uh, man, there's so much of it that I don't understand. I don't get it all. The whole thing just seems like a crummy deal for God, (laughs) if it weren't for the fact that it displays his glory the way that it does. Uh, I'm so thankful that that I've been invited into that relationship with him. And for anyone listening, you know, who's on the fence or maybe you're just feeling distant from God, man, just consider, like, what kind of God would do this? Like, who does that? I mean, while we're his enemy— Literally, I was his enemy, outspoken that he came and he he gave his life for me. It's crazy. I don't get it, but I'm glad he did it. So anyway, that's, um, tis the season. Jesus is the reason, as they say. And, um, I'm just glad you decided to tune in. I've got a couple just kind of fun stories Uh, that I want to tell uh, just from my own uh, experience over the last few years. And I I just think these are, (laughs) it's a super goofy and it's really fun. And I'm just glad that, uh, that you get to kill some time listening to me tell a couple stories to you. So uh, the, these are both stories out of my own life. Uh, I wanted to grab uh, some other folks and gather them some stories, and I, I put a couple feelers out there, and I couldn't pin anyone down. That's okay. My, uh, my own life has proved uh, to have enough calamity within it <laughs> to occupy a half an hour or so on a podcast. <laughs> so here we go. Um, here's the first one. This is a story from my childhood, and uh, you know, every time Christmas comes around, you you always end up having these conversations with your friends about Santa Claus and whether or not he's real, or you know when you found out, you know when your parents told you how you found out, who blew it for you. So, I got kind of two stories in that in that ballpark. But the first one is I so I grew up uh, believing that Santa Claus was real. And, you know, somehow he managed to get around to the whole world in one night and deliver presents. And there's elves in the North Pole, the whole bit, you know, classic Santa Claus story. And uh, I believed it. I believe and I, my mom might have to chime in on this. I, I I should ask her when this exactly was. But I think it was somewhere in the third grade when... You know, there's usually that kid at school who's got like an older brother and, you know, their older brother comes home and, you know, spills the beans and tells them, oh, Santa Claus is mom and dad, just to ruin their day. And then, you know, that kid inevitably will come to school and they'll start like spreading the rumor, you know, dude, I heard this. My brother said that. No. And they think they've got like this, this secret knowledge, you know, and they're going to. They're going to break it to everybody. You know, sometimes they're mad about it. Like, man, Santa Claus isn't real. They've been lying to us. (laughs) Like Some kind of injustice. Other ones come and they're all in a panic. My brother said Santa's not real. What are we going to do? We're not going to get presents anymore. (laughs) It's it's so sad. But so, that you know, this kid comes to school and I I cannot remember the kid's name to save my life. But at some point in the day, you know, uh, as Christmas is approaching, you know, the question the kids ask each other is, uh, hey, uh, what are you going to ask Santa Claus for Christmas? And, uh, you know, so you have the conversation. Oh, I'm going to ask for this or I'm going to ask for that. And, uh, uh, you know, and then sure enough, you know, this kid is standing there and he's got this knowledge. And he is he's standing there and he looks at us and he says, guys, Santa is not real, you know, real smug like, like that. I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? Of course Santa's real. You know, and, and I I start to, you know, make the case for Santa's existence by telling him about how, you know, these presents, you know, I have presents every year under my tree that say Santa Claus on them. Like, of course he's real. <laughs> like, you're so silly. He's eaten my cookies before, right? <laughs> like it's obvious that he's real. Uh, you know, who would who else is coming into my house and leaving presents? That's crazy of course you know, you know you never suspect your parents of doing things like that because they're just the sages of of uh, morality and they would never trick you <laughs> of course um no offense to you parents you know it's it's so cute it's fun and i i love the whole santa thing uh but it is it is interesting that the kids just don't suspect anything <laughs> they're so foolish um so you know we go back and forth about it, but the kid said just enough. You know he said it really confidently, and you know that kind of like it worried me. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm just I'm gonna think about this. I'm gonna figure this out, and and you know I think Santa's real. I want Santa to be real, but you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. So I go home, and I'm just kind of in a crummy mood that day. And I I go home and I talk to my mom, and I said, Mom, you know uh, whatever his name is, Greg. Greg told me that Santa isn't real, uh, but I think he is. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure I'm gonna I'm gonna do a test. Is what I figure. I'm gonna do a test. So I, I go away. I go into my room and I get a piece of paper, and I, I figure, you know what I'll do? I'm gonna write a letter to Santa. Never done that before, actually. I'm I wasn't sure how he knew what I wanted before because I have never wrote him a letter, uh, but this time I'm gonna write him a letter. That way I can be totally sure that he gets it. And I'm going to ask for something really specific and kind of odd. And that way, if I get it, then I'll know that, like, the only way I could have got it is if Santa was real. I This is a foolproof plan. So I write the letter, you know, hey, Santa, so, you know, someone said you're not real. So I'm going to ask you for this thing. And if you give it to me, then I'll know you're real. And that'll be great because I really want you to be real. And I like you and you're kind of cool and blah, 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 blah. So I, I ask... um I ask for an indoor soccer ball. So it's a, it's a, like a soft kind of soccer ball that you can kick around the house and like, you can still break things, right? But you're not going to break as many things. You know, you get yelled at for, for playing with it, but not as quick as you would if you're kicking a real soccer ball (laughs) around the house. So that's what I want. I ask Santa Claus, I want uh, an indoor soccer ball. And, uh, I write it down. I fold it up all crooked and I stuff it in an envelope and I I do the classic. Oh, it's so cute, man. North pole, you know, Santa, I've never sent a letter before. I don't know what I'm doing. It Santa Claus. That's it. North pole, uh, from Ryan Weber. <laughs> and I, and I, I figure, okay, I'm executing the plan. So I, 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 you know, fill my mom in on what's going on. Like, here's how I'm going to figure it out. This is what I'm going to do. And, uh, So I, then I give the letter, uh, to my mom, uh, to mail to Santa, of course. And of course, you know, she didn't actually mail it to Santa Claus. As far as I know that, you know, that address doesn't exist or wherever they end up going. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard that that actually if you send a letter to North Pole, it does go like to a town somewhere that's called North Pole. And like they get millions of these letters a year. (laughs) It's adorable. I've heard that sometimes they respond to them. Um, But anyway, so I I can just picture my mom now uh, holding this letter, (laughs) having like a decision to make. Right. So she's wondering, like, do I open it and read it? And get the thing on it. Or do I let Santa Claus die? <laughs> and I don't, you know, I would have loved to have been there. You know, maybe I'm at this I could just picture her like sitting at the table, looking at the envelope, just thinking about this. Like, what do I do? Like talking to my dad about it. <laughs> well, long story short, she apparently opted to open the letter. And she read it. And then I, I could just picture her going out and trying to find a soccer ball that I could play with inside. <laughs> and mom, you are so awesome because I, I I can't believe you got it for me, but she did. So Christmas morning comes around and I'm none the wiser. And, you know, I look under the tree and there's other presents, you know. And, and I was at the age where my parents would actually claim Some of the presents, like I would see, oh, here, this one's from mom and dad. Oh, great. Hey, thank you, mom and dad. This is great. And then there's another one in there, and it's from Santa. Santa Claus gave me a present. Oh, I wonder if it's the thing. So I I rip it open, and sure enough, it's a soccer ball that I can kick around indoors. I was so excited because part of me knew Santa wasn't real. But this gave me just enough hope to believe for a little bit longer that santa claus was real and good news folks he's real he's real so real (laughs) um and i was so happy um but one way or another later on that year um i decided to release myself from belief in santa and uh you know, I guess I don't I don't remember the conversation I had with mom, but I think I just kind of matter-of-factly told her, you know what, I don't think Santa's real anymore. <laughs> you, you can only have so many conversations with kids who have grumpy older brothers who ruined Christmas for them before you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, it, it's, it's a lot easier to believe that you guys just buy my presents and write Santa's name on it than it is for me to believe that some magical guy from the North Pole flies around... In one night and delivers presents to like a billion kids. (laughs) So that it makes the whole Santa thing seem a lot more reasonable because honestly, like from my perspective, like Santa is not really fair because I know some kids that get some crazy awesome presents from Santa. And then like there's kids that like don't get jack. and it's like the whole naughty or nice thing. I don't really buy that either Santa because that kid seems kind of nice to me. You know, and that kid seems like a jerk, but the jerk's getting the great presence. Like Santa's you know, it just falls apart once a kid's able to like process reality like that <laughs> and like think about things fairly. So, um, that was the that was the death of Santa for me. Uh so I yeah, I would love to hear like if if you have a cool like story about how <laughs> the demise of Santa happened in your life, please send it to me. I wanna know. I wanna hear it. It's so fun. Um, so, okay, this one's bad. This happened to me two weeks ago and I nearly ruined Santa for, uh, a whole bunch of first and second graders. <laughs> so here's how it goes. I, uh, most of you know, some of you don't, but I work for a church, uh, in Fremont, California called Resonate Church. Uh, amazing church. I love this place. So blessing. It's such a blessing that I found it. And for for whatever reason, God has blessed me with the privilege of teaching uh, first through fifth graders the gospel. Every week I get to do that. I get to show up and we have three services and I get to lead a a group of of, uh, adults, of teenagers, uh, to teach like a whole gaggle of kids about Jesus every single week. It's unbelievable I get to do that. And one of my favorite parts of the entire week is when I get to sit on the edge of our stage. Sometimes I walk around. usually I'm tired so I'll sit down. Um, and I get to I get to have a, a crowd of grade school kids you know sitting in front of me and I get to teach them about the Bible and about Christ and about God and all these things. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful because I'm not I'm not telling them what to think. I'm not trying to brainwash them. I'm teaching them how to think, and you know. So we go through the Bible stories, and and I you know I struggle to understand it myself, and I wrestle with it during the week, sometimes weeks ahead. And my job is to to take the scripture, to take the passage that we're reading, to to grasp the content of it, to understand what what does this t- teach me about God, where is Jesus in these pages, and what does this mean for me. And every single week we do that. And of course, we're going through Advent right now. So we're talking about the birth of Jesus. We're talking about Joseph and Mary and the angel talking to them, you know, the the whole story. And a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the wise men and how the wise men came. And I think I did a little bonus thing on the wise men maybe like a month ago on this show. Uh, and i was so excited about this lesson because you think about the wise men, the wise men, I mean, they're, they're not just like old bearded guys that are wandering around the desert like the the bible implies that these are actually you know men of renown like great power they they call them three kings we've heard that song right uh, we three kings of Oriental, right that song the th- three kings anyway so the the these kings are coming and these are not just regular dudes like these are you can imagine, these are kings. They're bringing very expensive gifts to Christ. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, expensive things, or ornate things. You know, they come into town and they get an audience with the king, you know, with, with the, the king of the area. And that, that's, a, I mean, it's not like everybody wandering through town is invited in to talk to the king. Like, these guys were somebody. And the point is that these these powerful men of wealth uh, came a great distance at a great inconvenience to come and worship a baby, right? This is a, a an infant, you know, maybe up to maybe one, two years old, they think, something like that. But these guys, these powerful guys, are coming to worship this baby. <laughs> the Even the baby version of God is worth the worship of the most powerful people. That's the point of it. And And so I'm talking about this with these kids. And I'm boiling this down and we're drawing it out. And the way I do it is I'll ask them questions. And and to teach this one, I'm asking them about like, so, you know, tell me, you know, who are some of the wisest people, you know, you know, trying to get them to understand these guys. And, you know, they're saying things like, you know, my dad, you know, someone says, uh, our pastor, you know, Ryan, he's, my, you know, I have one of his kids in there. Oh, my dad's wise. I go, yeah, he is. He's a pretty wise guy. And, you know, uh, one of them said me, so I'll just throw that out there. I agree. No. Um, but yeah, they're naming people. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's great. Those are all really wise people, super smart people. Great. And then I asked the kids, uh, who are some of the, the most powerful people, right? Cause these guys were powerful. So think of some I'm trying to make it real for them. Like think of some powerful people that you know, you know, and one of the kids says, Jesus, you know, cause that's, of course, the answer to every Sunday school question ever is Jesus. And I told him, "Well, that's true. But what I'm talking about is like, you know, flesh and like you and me people, like normal people that aren't God, right?" And, you know, so another kid he says, uh, Superman. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, I I get it. Superman's pretty powerful." But I told him <laughs> like, "I want like real people. Like Superman's not real." Superman is a, you know, he's a comic book guy, but like some real people that you know and someone else. Now, see, now that what the, what the kids do is once somebody makes that kind of joke, like they all got to jump on and they got to make their own. Right. So the next kid says Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm like, OK, yeah, ha-ha, you got to laugh with him a little bit. He said, no, come on, somebody real. And then another kid says Iron Man. I go, oh, Iron Man's great, but he's not real either. Come on. Give me like somebody real, you guys, someone real. And then this kid over to my left, I think, is, you know, one of these kids that maybe has the older brother or the older sister that pooped on Santa Claus for them. But I think they knew, uh, they knew that that the whole, the, the truth, <laughs> they were a truther about Santa. And I think this kid set me up, okay? Because, so, so here's how it goes. They get... Superman. No, no, no. Give me... Yeah, okay, Superman's great. Give me somebody real. Spider-Man. Okay, yeah, Spider-Man. No, but he's not real. Give me somebody like a real person. And someone says, Batman. I'm like, come on, he's not real either. Come on, come on, come on. And this kid, this kid, sneaky little kid, says, Santa Claus. And I just re- just reflexively look over and I say, come on, Santa's not real either. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> And I can, I can see these words just flying through the air at the speed of sound, preparing to crash into the poor little innocent ears of these kids sitting in front of me. And they have such like looks of curiosity on their faces. These words are flying towards them. And I look at the faces of my leaders who are kind of sitting sporadically, you know, throughout the crowd of kids and all of their eyes get big and I could see their mouths start to open just in like shock that I, (laughs) that I said what I said. And then I see a couple of the kids like just barely begin to react to this. This is all, this is all so quick. This is like maybe a second. And in my mind, there's such a battle going on (laughs) because part of me is thinking like, darn it. You know what? What I said is true. <laughs> like, Santa's not real. Like, give it up. Your parents are lying to you. Like, <laughs> there's part of me that's just that big of a jerk. Uh, and I'm thinking that. But then the other part of me is just imagining like, oh, no. Like, what? What? <laughs> These kids are going to get in the car and the first thing they're going to tell their parents about what they learned at church today is Mr. Webber says Santa Claus isn't real. Like, no, I, okay, I cannot let this happen. Like, I got to fix this right now. Okay, so this is all, (laughs) oh gosh, this is, (laughs) I'm cracking myself up. So (laughs) as the words are splattering across the crowd... My mind is already thinking of like a workaround, like a way I can just kind of of smooth this out and talk my way out of it so that it means something else. You know, I'm I'm picturing myself like a like a White House press secretary here trying to spin something (laughs) house of cards. So what I say and, and so let me get back real time now. So Superman, okay, (laughs) Spider-Man, Iron Man, Batman, Santa Claus. And I go, come on, Santa Claus isn't real. Deep breath, and I go, look, and I gesture over to this, like, inflatable, like, our our church is portable, so we love inflatable, like, instant pop-up things. And I have a little pop-up inflatable Santa Claus sitting next to the stage. And I gesture over and I say, "Look, he's not real. He's just full of air. He's inflatable. Like that's not the real Santa." And then I move on. Come on, give me someone who who can be real. Like who's who's really powerful that you know. I bounced off of that thing, and I if let me just say personally, I'm I'm impressed with the quick thinking there because uh, I moved off of it, and I'm pretty sure that it was fast enough. That maybe half the kids didn't even really register the first thing that I said. Because half the time they're not really listening to what I'm talking about anyway. <laughs> so I, I'm banking on that for some of them. But I know there was a few because I could see by their, like, just their kind of instant facial expression that they were like, what? And then I did the Santa thing and I could see him go, oh, <laughs> okay. Thank God. Because, you know. Of course, if they want to believe, they're, they're going to bite onto the inflatable Santa thing, and they're going to take that one home. Oh, man. And my leaders, just for the rest of the lesson, are sitting there with just a smirk on their face. <laughs> Matt, if you're listening, I texted uh, my service lead <laughs> later in the day, like, dude, that was so not on purpose. Like, please don't think I'm that much of a jerk. <laughs> well, so I I know that it worked. Uh, because one of our other staff members has a, a son and a daughter in my program, and they were they were sitting in front of like front row, right in front of me when this happened, and she says that her her son got in the car, and of course says the uh, hang on the dogs drinking water Lily stop it you I'm on the radio come on so she says that her son gets in the car and uh, he says you know mom um. Like he, it's funny because he wants to process this out loud, right? To make sure he gets it because he's, I scared him a little bit. So he says, mom, um, you know, Mr. Weber today, he said that, uh, Santa Claus isn't real, you know, but he, but he wasn't, he wasn't talking about like the real Santa, you know, he was talking about the inflatable Santa. Like, of course, you know, that's not real. And, and, you know, that's, that's why, you know, we should, we should be nice to it and we shouldn't like hit it and things like that. I never said that he's, he's helping me out with his own you know he's filling in the blank for himself um needless to say that disaster was narrowly averted (laughs) um quick thinking um on your feet is always helpful when you're dealing with kids but that was that was probably the closest i've ever come to actually blowing it for some kid i I didn't even think about it man It's, (laughs) it's so funny um so, there you go. Those are my two uh, Christmas time uh, Santa Claus busting stories <laughs> for this year. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, this, again, it's the Great Stories Podcast. I'm Ryan Weber. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, if you want to support the show, uh, there's a little bit of cost that goes into making this thing legit uh, again, I want to go to a a three mic format, get some, uh, better quality stuff. Uh, I'd love to get a logo. Uh, I'd love to get a website going eventually and, uh, just have the ability to, to move around more and just be more flexible with this and, and increase the professionalism of the show. Uh, not that I'm going to stop, stop being silly or talking to my dog during, (laughs) during the podcast. Um, but just the, uh, you know, having having the right equipment to do the job, having the right uh, curb appeal to the, the electronic platform, uh, it really does help to hike up in the ratings and just get the show out there more. Again, not so that people can hear my voice and think I'm great, but so people can just hear about this God who created us and how great he is. Uh, again, I think the, the testimony people have is the most important thing that they could tell anyone. <clears throat> and I want the story to get out. So again, uh, give it a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast and Stitcher. And of course, please, if you want to be on the show, I want to have you on the show. Uh, It's so fun to record your testimony because there are probably thousands of people just like you who share so much of of your story exactly, and they need to hear about what this real God has done for you, through you, and in you, and just what the security of eternity is what the sufficiency of the cross has meant in your life. They need to hear it. So please come on the show. Uh, you can comment on the Facebook page uh, or you could just send me an email directly at thegreatstoriespodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com With that, God bless you this Christmas. Uh, think about this baby. Think about the birth of a Savior. Think about these kings worshiping a baby how significant it is that the creator of the universe would see fit to enter a creation that was set against him in order to redeem the souls of those that he loves so much. Uh, With that, I love you. Thanks for listening. See you later. Hey, that's uh, the show's over. That's it. That's I'm I'm leaving now. That's it. Hey, yeah, go. I'm done. Go talk to your family. Go open some presents. Santa Santa Claus. Hey, turn okay. Um, turn your radio off. The show's over. Go enjoy your Christmas. Love your family, even the ones that are hard to love. Go, (laughs) go get them. That's it. I'm leaving. I'm taking the headphones off. Good. All right. God bless you.